Heard you sneaky. J- Joey Sly for the for the uh, he's the number one ranked kicker in fantasy that football. That sounds like a, a nickname for like a Bronx guy. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I saw Joey Sly the other day. Yeah, he's still uh, he's still uh, he's still banging your sister. <laughs> Watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. And welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I Am. The podcast that talks about seasonal sports. It is me, Chens, alongside, or actually across from the table. I always do that every episode. Check the records. Uh, from longtime friend Puma. What's going on? Uh, Sans Matt. He is at an Incubus concert. Rock on. So it's just a two-man duo not today. A, not a. I was never a big Incubus fan. There was one song that I liked. It was called Drive. It was like, whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there. How'd it go? Oh. Whatever tomorrow yeah. brings, I... That's them? That's them. That's Incubus. Hmm. I think they're one-hit wonders. No, That's just besides me. No. I don't know of Big any... Big following. Mm. Big following. Like a cult following like we have? No. No, 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 no. I think they're pretty big. The fact that they're selling out concerts at fucking uh, Barclays, I think he's at. Now? I don't even think they make music. I, mm. What the fuck do I know? I don't yeah. know shit about Incubus. Yeah, neither do I. I'm not um, going to try to get to it. Not going to hate on them, but I'm just saying. Not, not my thing. So, we're back after a week hiatus. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, School it's, year. It's getting shaky out there. You know. And three hosts means three different schedules. It's tough. Tough to meet. Yeah. So, you know, we uh, we didn't want to go two weeks without recording, so, you know, we we made the it work the best of our abilities, and, you know, Matt will be back next week. Uh, so... So it is. Uh, it's coming down to, I say, the best time of year, where all the major sports are in effect. It's not. We're not quite there yet. Okay, we're not quite there. Um, today that we're recording on Thursday, we have my Rams on TV in a pivotal uh, division match. Match division game. Yeah, this isn't soccer. Against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle just scored to go up 7-6. Tyler Lockett, baby. Fantasy um, points for Jimmy. Yeah, we're going to talk about football, obviously. We're going to talk about our fantasy teams. We've got hockey starting up now. Rangers are on tonight, first game of the year. Um, they were tied 3-3 last time I checked against Winnipeg Jets. 3-3 going in, into the second intermission right now. So the yep. third period starts in about 10 minutes. And we got MLB playoffs. First day of that, well... Third First day, day of the um, divisional round. Divisional round, and basketball is right around the corner, man. And soccer is still in session. So, like I said, I'll say it this way: it's one of the best times of the year for sports. No, it's the best. I think it's one. What's what beats this? June. Why? NHL playoffs. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this a couple episodes and ago. And what else? You got baseball, you got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. The only sport you're really missing is football. Yeah. Okay. Football's but the best. You'll have X- the XFL next year to watch in June. Fuck the XFL. So, you know, maybe Antonio Brown will go play for them. 
Um, That's a good call. But book that shit. We'll see what happens. Book it. <laughs> but since we we we, uh, we missed week four, add that on the soundboard. Yeah, right. Book it. <laughs> we just um. So this mythical soundboard we were talking about. Let me go on a side tangent for a minute. I took it upon myself to go to the Guitar Center at Ridge Hill. And I was there for two hours trying to set up a soundboard. That's because you wanted two to Two hours. Good thing you did, though. And you know what? I bought the thing. It was worth it. It's beautiful. I get home to set it up. I'm all excited. We're going to use it for this episode. We were going to introduce it. And I don't have the fucking manual. How do you sell somebody something new without a fucking manual? Or a code that I can use the software to set the stuff up with. So now I have to wait. So I have this beautiful new toy that I can't even use. You know, I guess, you know, that that's what I get for going and against Chen's witches. Because Chen said it wasn't worth it. And I went anyway. I should have listened to Chen's. Well, it's not, it's not a bust yet. Not a bust yet. So. Will it ever be a bust? I don't know. We'll see. I think it's a good purchase. Hopefully, hopefully, um, by, for episode 25, we'll have it rolling and up and running. But, um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, MLB postseason has officially started. I'm super pumped because I'm going to game one tomorrow night and I'll be at game two on Saturday. So I'm really looking forward to um, to spending my weekend at Yankee Stadium. Hopefully the Yankees go to Minnesota up 2-0, but we'll talk about our predictions and how we think this series is going to shake out later in the show. But let's kick off with the NFL. Uh, we missed week four because um, we didn't record. Uh, we are... In the beginning of week five, so we're not going to do our stardom sitems for uh, this game that's going on right now. Um, I Although do have one of my my biggest sitems is playing in this game. Well, I have Tyler Lockett going right now. He has a touch, one catch for thirteen yards, and that was the touchdown catch. Oh, so that's uh, you, you in full point or half point? half point? So I got seven and a half points All for right. that. That's not bad. So not bad. Uh, I'm actually going up against the good old commissioner t- this week. So he's got Chris Carson going, um, and I have Tyler Lockett. So hopefully Chris Carson fumbles the ball, but we'll see. We will see. What do you think about these jerseys, these lime green jerseys? I like them. I, uh, you do. You love lime green. Matches my lime. matches my microphone color. Now. That's not lime green. Eh, it's a green. It's a lighter green. So we got new uh, microphone covers. They are neon. Not Nia. Eh, they're like on the fluorescent, fluorescent side. side of the. This is like the green the Oakland A's were wearing last night. Their jerseys and yeah, their hats. Maybe. Like um, a Kelly Green. Kelly Green. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, Puma was in AP art, apparently. Yeah, no. Um, I just like creating uniforms and all the colors from the uniforms I've created. So what do I um what do I think about these Seahawks jerseys? I hate them. <laughs> I actually hate the Seahawks, though. Uh, hate Pete Carroll. Hate the Seahawks. But respect the hell out of Russell Wilson. But, like, come on. What are the, they're so ugly. They're ugly. If they had, like, blue pants. No, it's even worse. That's their colors. Yeah, but they cl- the green will clash with that. I like that it's all green. Green will clash. It's in their logo. Uh, yeah, but when I'm but they do have a... They, they, when they changed colors... Dude, that's too much. When they went to this look... It's too much. When they changed to this look, they had that other look, the one with like the... It wasn't green. They were like sky gray. And yeah, that, those are Those ugly. are ugly. The one... The Sean, Taylor, Sean Alexander days. But... Um, I don't mind... I like the, I like the neon. All right, look. 
I don't mind the actual jersey, but the whole uniform's a mess. It's just bright. Get the pants a different color. Offset it with something. It's too much. But you get, you know, what I could, I, I you know, what I wish was is that they were black and green like that and have black pants. The but black they pants don't have really. black. Well, I know. I said I wish. I wish, meaning I know. But you know, they only wear them once a year. They wear them on Thursday nights. You know, they still do. They're the only ones I think that really do the color rush yeah, jerseys anymore. This is the only time they can get away with that shit. So I'm surprised their fucking helmets are a normal color. I well, you know, it's weird with the rules. I feel like with the old all these helmet rules now that they've implemented, they can't change helmets like that all, all the time. They have to have one helmet. Uh, that needs to be approved. But so week five. Uh, the Giants were 0-2 last time we recorded. Now Danny Dimes steps in and wins two games. Unreal. 2-2. Um, should actually bring th- bringing some life to this Giants offense that hasn't had life in a long time. Um, you know, I still miss Eli, not going to lie. But at the same time, you know, this quarterback, this young quarterback coming in has, has, has re-energized the team. They had a big home win last weekend against the Redskins. Now they have a big game this week against the. Who do they even play this week? It's a test. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. So a, a tough test. A tough test for Danny Dimes it's this a test. week. The tough test. A good defense, dude. Up until now, he has not had any tests. This is their. This is his first test. Right. But it's you know he had to come back against Tampa Bay in his first start. That was bless you. That Ooh. was. That was a uh, test that he had to come back down from 18. That was a test. Yeah. Um, I don't really think Washington really tested no. him at all. No. So, you know, this will really, you'll really see what he'll do, even though he threw a couple of picks last week. But we'll see. It's expected, though. But yeah. And, you know, those mistakes, you got to live with those mistakes. But at the same time, you know, I like what I've seen so far. Wayne Gallman did had a big game uh, last oh, week stepping man. in for Barkley. What a fucking pickup on my fantasy team. Um, well,. You know, that's another thing. You know, Barkley's out now for six to eight weeks. Um, they're actually saying there's a chance he might play this week. No, he's doubtful. But he's listed as doubtful, but there, there's a... They shouldn't rush him back, though. I wouldn't There's either. really no... Especially against this... I don't... The, the defense of the Minnesota Vikings. If it's... If it's... He's, they said four to eight weeks. So if they say... If it's four weeks, that's fine. Uh, you know, if it's on the lower end of it, that's you, fine. I would want him totally rested. There's no point in rushing him back. I agree. No, I agree. Especially, There's no point. Especially, you ain't going to the playoffs. Well, I didn't say we were. So that I'm, I'm just listen, saying. There's no I, reason to rush him back. I don't want. He's 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 your best fucking asset. Let Let me go back to what I said before it even started. Before we knew what Jones was going to be after two starts. We I, still don't know what he's going to be. We still don't. Let's but, pump the brakes. But here, what right? I'm saying is, is I wanted them to get a high pick, and I don't want them to go seven and nine because they're going to get a low first round pick. I'd rather them be in the top five. Honestly, because you're right. If they made, if if they made the playoffs, I'm saying if big, if big, but if they made the playoffs, it'd be a wild card team, and they're gonna get bounced in the first round. Why? 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 You need this team is needs pieces. They need pieces on both sides of the ball, and you could really accelerate that with a with a high pick. And if you don't, if you get a 15, 14 overall pick, you're not gonna get. A difference maker. Do you think like Barkley? Do you think if let's say the Giants win the next two games, now they're four and two. Do you think they make a move for Ramsey? 
I don't want them to. Why? Because it's going to cost him a first round pick. Right. And I don't know what his contract situation is. If he signed a deal with the Jaguars and they're taking on that contract or if he's owed a contract. But I wouldn't do it. You don't think the Giants would say, all right, let's strike while the iron's hot. We're on a roll. We're four and two. We can't, we have a we have a chance. Let's risk our first round pick on a stud. But Ramsey. Cornerback. But if you bring Ramsey in, he's not taking the team to a Super Bowl contender. They're just now playoff contenders. And now if you've wasted a pick, a building. You don't block, think if they go four and two that they're playoff contenders. I'm saying if 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 you're four and two and you then just beat the Vikings and who else? New England. So you just beat the Vikings and the Pats. You wouldn't say now we're playoff contenders? <laughs> I'm just saying it's an interesting scenario. It's it's really tough to judge because because how do they win those games? Do they get lucky? Do they blow they do they get lucky especially in the Patriots game because the Patriots we're not, in Gillette's in Gillette too. It's in New England that yeah. game. It's not you know for me it wouldn't matter how they won, because very rarely, I mean, lucky. What's lucky? Like you're talking about coming down to the wire. You get you get a late no call or a late call goes your way, a missed field goal by somebody puts you in. If you're can if you're putting yourself into that position in the first place, that's a good spot to be in. And that's a good that's success. You know, not to, true success, but you know what I mean. Um. I think it's something to think about. I mean, you lose a first-round pick. That's and it, you're huge. Gonna leave like, more, you're going to lose more than just a first-round pick. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. Uh, it's it's interesting to think about, especially because he wants out. Um, doubtful that he, he would want to go to the Giants. But then again, I mean, but if don't you don't have a fucking say, bro. If you pick, neither, <laughs> neither and none of us do. But if you, if you pick... Pep, uh, package him with peppers in the secondary. I mean, that makes the secondary a lot stronger, for sure. You know, I mean, after this two-week period against two teams, they go Cardinals, Lions, and then they play the Cowboys See and then that? the Jets. All right, so they have. So if, if they, they go get, three and three, if they're three and three, they go three and three in the next six. So they split. So they beat. Let's say they beat Minnesota and so they, they lose go, to New England. Five and five. No, they're, they're three and three right now. Let's say they're three and three. Let's say they they're two and two right now, okay. right? Oh, I see what you're saying. So right, they yeah. they beat Minnesota and they lose to England. So they're okay. three and three going up against the Cardinals. Okay, they right. Win that game. So if you win that game, you're four and three going into a Cowboy team that looks no, no, like no. the what favorite. About Detroit. Oh, Detroit. So you got five. And Detroit's good. Detroit's offense is good. Okay. Detroit's offense is good. Matt Stafford slings it. He's becoming fucking Brett Favre, man. You know, just fucking slinging that shit. It. If they can get into that Cowboy game five and three, then I would think maybe. And if they could beat the Cowboys and be six and I was three, say, that's a defining game. For that's their the that's hopes. that's where you go and say, okay, let's try to make a deadline move to go get um, oh, Ramsey. But I think it's too early to make that call. I think after the Cowboy game, you could, you'll really know where this team is yeah, at. But with that being said, because they could you go could have Jalen Ramsey. Two games as a giant under his belt going into Dallas. I mean, is there been any offers for him? Like, As the, far as they're all saying, there's no... They're not, we're not entertaining the idea of trading. But I want to know, like, 
what what if any what what are the teams offering them that they're saying no to? No. The Jags are doing their thing too. Gardner Minshew, whatever the fuck his name is. Hey, you want Uncle about, Rico? You want to talk about Colt following that fucking guy? He's one of a kind. He's he's killing it right now. He's fucking you know, killing it. He's gonna start advertising for porn websites at this point. But you know the state of the NFL right now. You know you got only you got a couple uh, three or three undefeated teams left: the Niners, the Pats, and the Niners Chiefs. Niners who are coming up a bye. Let's just make that very clear. So they're three and zero. The Chiefs. Yep, legit. Who looked a little vulnerable last week? They're legit, bro. They're legit, but they looked a little vulnerable. Their last offense week. is insane. Yeah, but their their defense can't their stop defense, a fucking nosebleed. Their defense is is suspect, but their offense is insane. Well, in that epic game against the Rams last year, it was like a hundred and ten total points or whatever the fuck it was. Dude, the Rams like getting in those high scoring games. That like what was, happened with Tampa that, Bay? Oh, dude, well, I'll get to that. I thought that that offense was better, was great, and I thought that, you know, especially being the owner of uh, Mahomes and my fantasy team, thought he was going to kind of have a little bit of a slump year this year. A sophomore slump? Dude, he is, he's picking up right where he left off. He's a game breaker. The guy is incredible. He's a game breaker, and he makes everybody around him better. He's insane. He's just, yeah. So, we're going back to my... um, my take on does having a great quarterback really mean everything or is a good enough quarterback in the right system what the, the true recipe for success is? I think it's the right quarterback in the right system. I mean, okay. look at the perfect we example. Talk, we, well, uh, 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 I've said this before. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a system quarterback. Okay. Coming out of college wasn't highly rated. But are probably going down as the best quarterback of all time. He's got the numbers to back it up, but he's a winner. And he's doing it at 43, too. And he's doing it at 43. you got to respect it. All right? Peyton Manning, great numbers, great quarterback. You didn't expect anything else. Number one overall Russell pick. Russell Wilson. Okay? Not the most highly rated guy coming out. Aaron Rodgers. These guys are great. But then you look at Pat Mahomes, who I think he was pretty, like, people were looking for him, you know? 4-4 four, four in the Rangers right now. Mika Zibanejad. But he's just, he's fucking insane, man. Like, his two best offensive weapons are gone, and he's still killing it. Who, Mahomes? Mahomes. Who's the, well, uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. And, and Hunt. Well, I mean, McCoy's been been real, dude. McCoy's no, been really good. No, and same thing with Damian Williams. You know, don't, I don't. I think don't that. Give me that. Don't <laughs> say it. Don't even say it. That I, I want that as a as a drop. I just think I just think that. Just, here's the thing. Go ahead. The thing about Mahomes is that he makes everybody around him better. Yes. So I believe that even though he's missing Kareem Hunt and he's missing Tyreek Hill, you know he's making these other players better. Yes. So at the same time, I agree with you. At the that. same time, though, like I, the, to bring it all around, all right. you're bringing a 31 year old running back who got cut by the Bills, yep. and he's putting up numbers in yes. this offense. Yes. 
And if he was in any other offense, plus Andy Reid's there, he he had his best years in Philadelphia with Andy Reid yep. and with McCoy. Okay, but it's Mahomes. Yes. So okay, I thought you were going to say McCoy over Hunt. No, 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 no. Oh, what I'm saying is, God. is that he doesn't need those superstars to be good. Mahomes. Right. That's what I'm well, saying. That's what that's where I'm going with this whole thing. Is that the original argument was good enough quarterback. Weapons around him, system around him, and he'll be successful and you'll win. But you look at Mahomes, it's the opposite. He's really, pure talent. really no weapons. He's the guy. You got Kelsey. Okay. He's a phenomenal talent. And you do have McCoy, though. McCoy is a very. Holy shit. You and McCoy. I'm not saying he's not good. But. All I'm... right. But he's no Kareem Hunt. He's he... no. He's no. He's no Kareem Hunt. But now let's see. Kareem Hunt is Kareem Hunt a systems running back? We'll find out well, when we'll he find comes. Out. We'll the, find out. The point is. System or not, McCoy ain't putting up the numbers that Kareem Hunt fucking put up. 100%. Right, so the, the what I'm trying to get at is that Mahomes is a total freak, and he is the guy that you say having a quarterback like this can turn a fucking franchise around totally. And what pisses me off is that the Giants wanted to get him, and they wouldn't make the deal to get him. McAdoo wanted him. But now with the Giants, see, this is interesting too now. Who knows what the Giants aren't known to 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 really throw it as much, air it out. Oh, but imagine that him and OBJ. OBJ would still be a giant if Mahomes was still here. Oh, dude, even Ingram. Ingram is is a Kelsey type of tight end, and he's even though he's having a great year. year this year, he is. But all the years before, we're like, oh, when's Ingram gonna break out? When this is the year, this is the year. It hasn't happened until this year. Yeah, so I far. mean, it's his third year, so. He's finally matured into to the role. But, so let me let me. You mentioned the uh, the Rams Tampa Bay game. Well, the what what I do want to add. Well, yeah, talk about that because I want to turn this into our stardom sit All right. Because I want to bring back something I said last right, uh, so last time we recorded. Look, to, to wrap up the recap of last week in the NFL, my Rams lost to the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What was it? Fifty five forty four. I don't even know. I just know they gave up fifty five points. To the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Finger licking what? Uh, Winston. I, I I don't even know what to say. I saw that they were down. What was it? Twenty one seven at one point. Like, are these guys for real? They they want to get back to the Super Bowl. They they ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. I have not felt good about this team since the fucking day one. All right, since day one. No shot. They are going back to the Super Bowl. No shot. No shot. You don't think so? Hell no. Hell no. So, you know, I, listen. Their offense is not as good as it was last year. You're missing Sue, I think, Their which is Their defense is fucking horrible. All right, but yeah, Sue was huge, but you still have most of the guys. You still got Brockers, and you still have Donald. And you added uh, Clay Matthews. You added Eric Weddle. You still got your corners. For me... Shouldn't make that much of a difference. They, and you know what? They, they can't. They can't defend anything. T- they're playing decent defense tonight, but I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's pissing me off. Their offense is stagnant. You know that last year was high octane, man. They were just killing it. And now it's like you know, they've, they've, they've gone so many three and outs. Against the Seahawks, who 
decent defense, not like the Seahawks of old, not like the uh, Legion of, of Doom. Or Boom. Boom, whatever it was. Uh, Legionnaires of, of Christ, but uh, <laughs> uh, not, not good. This is a very telling game for them. If they don't win, it's over. It's over. I'm calling it right now. I, Rams don't win tonight, it's over for them. So I will add on to some of the stuff. And what I've, I've watched the Rams games because I've watched Dick so we could talk about it and I know what happens. But the Rams, the thing about the Rams that I've noticed is that Goff is not, not, is not performing up to the level he should be. Um, the offense looks different in the way that they're using their weapons. Um, which will I'll get to the the main point in a minute, but the these defenses now are containing their offense. They're not the play action isn't working like it did. If the play action doesn't work for McVay, that it's, offense no, it's done. It's done. It's, and, it's done. And you know when I want to talk about systems quarterback Jared Goff is the king of you know, systems quarterback. The last year, last year, if you look at their offense, they were very yeah they ran the ball and they ran the ball well. Right, but they were they they weren't their offense didn't run the ball down teams' throats. They ran outside of the tackles. Yep. They ran. They tried to get to the edge, and then they would use the pass a, the play action to open up plays down the field. Yep. And that's not happening this year. No. They're they're containing the running backs. They're keeping the running backs inside of the tackles, and there's enough film on them to know that they're going to use the play action. And if you can take that away. Their offense is very pedestrian. So yeah, so and on I'm, top of their on top of their pedestrian offense, their defense just has been really shitty. And good offense or not, you're not going to win. When you're giving up 55 points to the fucking Buccaneers, you ain't going to win many games. All right, and that's my last fucking bit on that shit. So I'm and, well, it's not because what I'm about to say is going to piss you off. But the way they've used Todd Gurley is another reason why they're not as effective. Okay. Last week, just last week alone, Todd Gurley had 16 rushing yards on five attempts. And the only reason why he had a good day, a good fantasy day, quote unquote, is because he scored a touchdown. If you gotta give, you gotta give Gurley the rock. Well, he's got like I think he's got seven carries today. I don't mind the limited touches because it'll prolong his season and it'll help him out down the road. But like you said. Six carries in the entire game is unacceptable. So a game against the Bucks, he had five rushing attempts for 16 yards. He had he had two rushing touchdowns, which is good. And then he did most of his damage in the passing game. He had seven catches on 11 targets for 64 yards. I mean that's that's huge. Okay. So I mean it, it might have been a result of the game. They were down big early. They had to catch up. You know, it. but he's not running. Oh a f- my God! Are you kidding me? How is he that open? He was wide open. Touchdown, Seahawks. DJ Metcalf. DK Metcalf, sorry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Come on. That was your man. So, you know, the whole thing with Gurley is that looking at his numbers, looking at his numbers here, you know, the most attempts he's gotten was 16, and he had 63 yards. He's not running as efficiently as he was in the past. And I think that going into our stardom and sit him, I think that Gurley is someone. If you if you're a Gurley owner, you got to be a little concerned because you drafted him in the second or third round. It's a matchup play for sure. He's not a he's not a lock him into running back one slot every week, which he was the past couple of years. Yeah. Now is that because of injuries? Yes. 
Or is that because they're trying, like you said, they're trying to prolong him so well, that in the playoffs he has, yeah, and in and in the playoffs he's not, you know, he's in, he has gas left in the tank. Um, but you know, the thing with Gurley is that he's your he's your offensive weapon. It's not Woods. It's not Cooper Cup. It's not Higby. It's not Malcolm Brown. It's Todd Gurley. And if Todd Gurley is not a workhorse to the point that he's impacting every game, whether it's a matchup or not, that's an issue, in my opinion. Like, Alvin Kamara, you know, who I'm an Alvin Kamara owner. Alvin Kamara is going to start every game, no matter who the matchup is. He's that dynamic. And Gurley is that guy. Now, here's the thing. Do you, it's like Red Sox syndrome. Do you rest your guys thinking you're going to get to the playoffs and then by the time you realize you can't rest them, it's too late? Or do you go for a bore and then pay the consequences later in the season? Because Malcolm Brown's a decent running back. So why not put all your chips on the table? Like you said, this game against the Seahawks is a divisional game. They're both three and one. This is a swing game. This game means two. It's not a one it's not one game. It's two games because the tiebreaker right now and the fact that it's you're a quarter of the way into the season already. So four and one sounds a lot better than three and two. Especially in that division. So as someone who's not a Rams fan and is a little bit more even keel with the whole thing, if the Rams don't use Todd Gurley more efficiently and more effectively, they're not. it doesn't matter if they win this game. They're still not going to go anywhere because that offense is going to be stagnant. And when you go up against a good defense or a middle-of-the-road defense like Seattle, they're going to shut you down. So it looked like busted coverage. But anyway. All right. Start to sit him. So do you want to go first? Do you have yours up yet? I do. So, before we get into the stardom sit I just want to say one thing. Last week, I lost, two weeks ago, I lost my fantasy point, my fantasy matchup by six points. I put up 131 points. I lost 131 and a half to 137. And you want to know why I lost? Why is that? Because fucking Calvin Ridley fucking disappeared. And Calvin not, Ridley... Not shocked. Calvin Ridley can go take a long walk off a short fucking pier. Because this guy goes off for two weeks. I feel comfortable starting him. I bench Cortland Sutton over the fucking asshole. And he causes me a fucking fantasy week. So I am in our group me saying that he's, you know, a potential top receiver. I'm going to have to eat those words because I don't see it. Um, when Muhammad Sanu and Austin Hooper are out targeting you and Devontae Freeman is out targeting you, that's a problem. Especially for a, he's a he's turned into a touchdown dependent receiver. And if you're in my boat, I would start a lot of other receivers over him than feeling comfortable with the fact that um, Calvin Ridley's in my lineup. And I think I have better. Larry Fitzgerald is a better receiver right now, fantasy wise, than Calvin Ridley. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. all you know. And I benched his ass last week, and I'm benching his ass again. So uh, if somebody wants him. If anybody in my league listens, if somebody wants them, just give me a bag of fucking footballs and I'll give them to you. Hmm. So, you know, that's my, before we got into that, that's my starting sim. So, Chens, what do you what do you got for week five of your starting sim? All right. So, for my team that is three and one, shake it off. Uh, I decided to sit Robert Woods and Jared Goff. I kept Cooper Cup because he's been killing it, and he has zero points. He just got a catch just now. All right. 
Um, Big play, too. So here's a stardom sit scenario. Uh, it involves the same guy in two different positions, okay? Okay. The first is Damian Williams coming back this week. Okay. I mean, it's a half-point PPR, keep in mind. Damian Williams or Frank Gore? What are the matchups? Frank Gore is going against Tennessee. Damian Williams going against Indy. Okay. So Indy is ranked 22 overall against the running back and 25 against the run and 13th against the pass. They average 25 points to running backs. Now, going back to Mahomes, now here's the question, is how healthy is that knee? He is a full. He was a full participant. I understand that. But he's coming off a two-week absence. He's coming off, um, you know, a situation where McCoy has been better and McCoy has been very good. So he's going to be on a pitch count with that. He's going to split carries with McCoy, but that doesn't mean he's not going to get his points. Um, the other Williams... Daryl Williams? Yeah. Daryl Williams put up 11, uh, 18 and a half fantasy points last week as a second running back. So he's gonna they're going to put up points. But my question is, is how much is he going to play yep. and how many touches is he going to get? And is he gonna get, who's going to get the goal line touches? Is McCoy going to get the goal line touches? Or is Damian Williams going to get the goal line touches? Um, McCoy... Possible fumble by Gurley right here. In the McCoy is... God damn it. A limited, was a limited participant in practice today. So... You know, you got to monitor McCoy's status as well. If McCoy doesn't play, but I think he'll play. You know, they're just nursing that ankle, making sure it's it's stable, and just giving him you know some rest by keeping him limited. But I think that it's um, uh, with Gore, you have to look at Chris Singletary. Um, Singletary's participation, he was limited too. Um, he's got Tennessee is gives up twenty two points for running back, and if if Singletary plays, he's going to cut into that workload. He's not going to get the 20-plus touches that he's been getting the last couple of weeks. So it's a tough situation. You can go either way, but I think you have a chief, you start the chief. Really? I think so. I think I have Gore right now. The reason why is because there's less competition for Gore. That backfield's crowded right now for KC. And it is, Singletary's not fully healthy. Gore is just an ageless wonder. He's consistent. I know what I'm going to get with Gore. If I do not know what's going to happen with Damian Williams. Well, just based on the track record of these no-name receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs going off and right. you know the other running backs outside of McCoy right. going off. It's just a matter of they're going to spread it everywhere. Like I said, I don't think you can go wrong either way. My heart would... So give me a start. Official lock it in right now. This is when we need the lock sound and the keep it. <laughs> Lock it in. Um, Bank vault lock. Wait, what's the PPR? Half or full? Half. Half. Um, Damian Williams. But monitored. Monitor, because you have till 1 o'clock, because the Bills play at 1 o'clock. Monitor it until Sunday and see what he does. Damian Williams does at practice. If he puts in three practices, um, if he puts in a good week of full practice with no setbacks, you put in uh, Damian Williams, in my opinion. All right. Lock it in. Lock it in. All right. I like it. All right. I like it. Locked it in. You have any other ones? Uh, Yes. Because I have two teams. That was one team. Oh, no. I I told you I had two situations with the same player. Yes. All right. So you're going Damian Williams. In that situation, yes. Damian Williams now. I have a wide receiver running back tight end flex position. So it's just a flex. I've never played with tight end flex. 
I I pl- I've played with a full flex forever. Ah, so you've only been two thirds flex. No, full ah, flex. So well, 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 welcome to the dinner table. Wow. Okay. So my tight ends are uh, Disley, Will Disley on Seattle. Yeah, but you can't start him now. And Darren Walker, but Darren Waller on Oakland, who's been crushing it. Have you, do you know about him? Yes, I do. All I right. went against them. Aha. So you've you felt his wrath. He didn't score a touchdown. He just put he up just, 125 yards. Dude, he just gets receptions, yeah. So I have Disley going right now in my tight end slot. However, the other flex, Damian Williams or Walker. What's Walker's matchup? Walker's going against Chicago, which on up. Yahoo is a yellow matchup. So not great. So it's middle of the road. Middle of the road. 18th, it says, to tight ends. So they're playing... Uh, Let's see. I know who has them, too. And that's the fucking week I lost because of Calvin Ridley. So thanks for the thanks for the. Uh... The Bears have allowed 21 receptions to tight ends over the same stretch, tied ranked tied for 11th most. That's week three. Hold on, my fantasy app is loading. Uh, Darian Wall. He put up 19 and a half points that week. So the thing about Oakland is that they really they really don't have a running game as of right now. Um, he's he put up 19 points against Minnesota. He caught seven receptions last week for eight yards against Indy. And Indy was a good matchup. So what I'm seeing here is 11 points. Um, 11. They're giving up 11.73 points to tight ends and a half PPR. Um, but like he's, I said... He's projected to get 12 points. He's projected to get 9 to 12 points. What is, what is Damian Williams projected? I should have asked you that last time. but Damian Williams is projected to get... Seven to ten. Seven ten. Seven to ten. Seven to ten. So. Oh shit! Five four Rangers. Yeah, oh, Brett Howden just scored a goal, but um, Hank's got to shut the Hank's got to hold the fort down right now for the next three minutes. But um, you know, I think that the the Bears defense is very good against the runs. What, what that means is that they're not going to have much of a running game, so they're going to have to look to pass the ball. Which can help work in your favor with 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 Waller. So in that situation, I would start Waller. Start Waller. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a better matchup. Um, but yeah, and lock it in, Waller. All right, so those are Puma's picks. Sorry, I got my other team. Hey, spread the love, man. Jesus Christ. I'm just... Actually, I don't even know... Quoting you from last week. I said spread the love? Yeah, you did. I have it on record. Do you, though? Yes, I do. Yes, he has everything. (laughs) Um, I'm in the cockpit, bro. All right. Why not? Uh, Running back two. Carlos Hyde. This is full point PPR. Okay. Carlos Hyde or Matt Brieda? Matt Brieda is going up against who? Matt Brieta is going against the Browns, while Carlos Hyde is going against the Falcons. Carlos Hyde, no question. Atlanta Falcon defense is fucking Swiss cheese. All right, done. No lock sound? That's a lock him in. Carlos Hyde locked in. Done. Okay. Very good. Now give it to me. So I have a couple as well. Um, So now that my... Second wide receiver spot is open. I have to make some decisions. So, right now I have Sutton in that spot. Keep him. So, you don't even know who I'm going up against. Bro, he's awesome. Okay. Cortland Sutton 
against the Chargers in L.A., ranked number 16 against the receivers, or Larry Fitzgerald against against the Cincinnati Bengals, which is the number four ranked (sighs) defense against the pass. Like in a good way or a bad way? In a bad way. Fourth worst. Fourth best. Oh, bad for you. Bad for me. Really? Cincinnati's good defense? They can't stop the run, but they could stop the pass. They got a good second. All right. Um, So we got Fitz. Fitz against the Bengals or Sutton against the Chargers. Fitz is projected at 12.31. This is half point PPR. So Fitz is projected at 12.31 and Sutton is projected at 10.5. And the situation that I'm in is is that do I fall do I fall victim to the fact that Sutton has been consistent and then you start him one week and then he puts up a dud. Now the mo- the week the light the least fantasy points he's put up in this year is six. That's pretty bad. But that's the least he's given up. Calvin Ridley get, got me a half a fucking point. Half goddamn. One reception for seven yards. You get every ten yards you get a point. So Oof, this is good, man. This is a good one. I So my app yeah. is telling me to put in Fitzgerald. I was going to say Fitz, only because he's, he's like Frank Gore, man. He just gets it done. So last he's proven, week. He's proven to show a very nice relationship with uh, Kyler Murray. Um, he's, having a, he's having a really good season. And... I don't know if the Bengals can actually fully game plan for Kyler Murray's elusiveness. Well, here's the thing. The ability to extend plays. So, the last two weeks, Fitz has had tough matchups, right? He had he played Carolina in week three. He had five receptions for 71 yards on seven targets. Still, that's solid, though. And then last week against the Seahawks, he was five for five with 47 yards. Now against weaker defenses like Baltimore and and Detroit, Whoever thought we'd say that weak defenses. Baltimore. Detroit, for week one against Detroit, he went eight eight of thirteen for one hundred and thirteen yards, Jesus. and then the second week he went five of eleven for one hundred and four yards. So the matchup, they're keying on him. They're gonna make they're gonna make Murray beat him with Kirk, and in other ways. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he's so good at getting open. He's gonna figure it out. I don't. I just don't like. I don't know. I think the Chargers are, are a better defense than they're getting credit for. Well, if like I said, if you look at and I'll do the same thing for Ridley against a bad defense. Well, good defense was Green Bay. He put up ten and a half points. He's been targeted. He's getting at least seven targets in the first four weeks, and he scored two touchdowns last week against the, the Jags. So, I. So, Rangers take an opening night. So, your feet are in the fucking way. Um, so, what are we thinking here? Lock it in. Lock it in right now. Who you got? Week five. Start Larry Fitzgerald. Lock that shit in. So now, I have a flex spot open. So... Two of the aforementioned guys can fit in the flex spot, and I can start both of them, potentially. Oh. But now here, he, but here is the problem. Okay, Shady McCoy. Yep, your boy. Okay, your boy McCoy. He's projected for half fifth score fifteen fantasy points. God damn. Okay, and he's and he's injured. And he's limited. 
participant. He's been limited for the last couple of weeks. Um, I feel like he's getting LeBron, Dwayne Wade treatment now. It's like they say he's injured, he gets limited practice. Well, Fitz, Fritz, Fitz didn't practice today. He's got he doesn't need to practice. <laughs> you know? Dude, he's a fucking, he's an animal. So. Oh, shit. They're going for it. So, um, the other guys I'm thinking of for this spot, other than McCoy, is Frank Gore. Now, I have the ha- I have Marlon Max handcuff. Hi- Hayes? Hines. Hines. Okay. And he didn't practice this week. Mm. Mac. Right. Right? Mm. So McCoy, Gore, Hines, Fitzgerald, or Sutton. Who do you start in the flex? Sut- now Sutton. No. You want any other information? McCoy. McCoy. So lock it in. No, you want no need I have Landry too, but I don't really Wait, who's your other receiver? Tyler Lockett. All right, for Puma's flex, I am locking in Shady McCoy. Play the man. Play the man. He's proven he's still got it. He's in a great system. The best quarterback in the league right now. If he's there and he is available to play, fucking play him. It's that simple. Play him. All right, so I'm playing him. I'm going to leave him where he is. So that's start him, sit him. That's it. You're done. That's it. I only oh, had two. Man. All right. Um, I'm rolling with Brady over Rivers. That's good. Um, Mixon, Kamara, in my running, uh, my earning back spots. I have Lockett going right now. He's put up ten points. He put up ten points in the first half. So if he doesn't put up anything else after this, I'm happy. You know, but if he can get another couple of receptions, get up to twelve, I'd be happy with that. Uh, Zach Ertz against the Jets this week. Uh, I have that kicker Sly. Heard you sneaky. J- Joey Sly for the for the uh, he's the number one ranked kicker in fantasy that football. That sounds like a, a nickname for like a Bronx guy. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I saw Joey Sly the other day. Yeah, he's still uh, he's still uh, he's still banging your sister. Watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> uh, and I have the Texans defense going. I have the Texans defense too. Hey, they've been good. Eh. They've given up. Fan- they they eh. they gave me sixteen points last week. And they're number two against the pass. Oh, nice. There we go. This is the Rams offense I know. Quick. Just killing them with paper cuts. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. Rolling on the river, Jared. All right. So, All right, let's move it on up. Move on down. So no more fantasy? You don't have any other fantasy you want to add? That's it. What's your record right now? I'm a mirror image. Three and one. One and three. And in what one leagues? three is the big money league that I'm defending the crown. Def- That's the one where I lost Saquon. The, 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 your defense is going really well. I've had tough matchups. I'm 2-2. Two I've two. had teams that have... Dude, I, had a, I, I played a guy who scored over 200 points in one week. Yeah, I'm 2-2 two and two right now. I should easily be 3-1. and one. Last week, I think it was. No, week before. But it is what it is. You I know lost, my two... I lost 193 to 100. Do you know that my two fantasy losses I've lost by a combined total of 10 points? Sucks. Yeah, so I could easily be four and zero, but you wanna know how good Mahomes is? All right. I had Trubisky in the week that I lost by ninety three points. I had Trubisky on on the uh, on the bench who put up twenty five points. Solid. That's a good. That's I left twenty five points on the bench, but that's because fucking Mahomes put up thirty four. Bro, he's a boss. I also left fucking Cooper Cup on the bench who put up thirty five points and T Y Hilton. We'll put up 20 points. Instead, I've decided, oh, let me start. Uh, everyone is saying, oh, this is the week Devin Smith for the Cowboys because Gallup is out. 
Devin Smith, Devin Smith, Devin Smith puts up six, five points. I could have played T.Y. Hilton, who was questionable, ended up playing, puts up 20 points, and then left. And then I'm like, oh, let me play OBJ. It's OBJ. Well, he puts up 11 points. Fucking Kirk put up 15 instead of 13 projection, so that's good. Meanwhile, Cooper Cup put up 35 points. Neither of those moves would have helped me, though, because he had Russell Wilson putting up 51 points, more than doubling his projection. Kamara putting up 38 points, and Mark fucking Ingram putting up 43 points, more than three times his projection of 13. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, man. All right. Let's go to baseball. Baseball. Now, baseball baseball postseason. We've had two wild card games. Um, It's a few things like it, man. National League wild card game was a classic. Uh, Brewers go up early, up 2-0, up 3-1 for the majority of the game. And Washington comes back to life in the eighth to against one of the best relief pitchers in the game. And when the game 4-3, they're going to, to play the Dodgers. Um, in the American League, you had the little bit of a snooze fest, that wild card yeah, game. I mean, Tampa Bay just Tampa Bay they got took out. care of business, and they never looked back. So, you know, they, they, they beat Oakland right away, took care of business, surprised, and they're going to Houston. Surprised, man. You know, but... Surprised with the lackluster effort from Oakland. So, going back to the National League game really quick, I watched that game from start to finish. I, I was hooked. And um, the thing about that game, I don't think it should have gotten to that point for the Nationals. I think the Nationals failed to make an adjustment. Um, They were throwing... The Brewers had one idea in mind. That was attack the Nationals hitters up in the zone with fastballs. And Washington couldn't make that adjustment and found themselves in a hole. And they were lucky that he Hader had no slider that night and they could just sit on his fastball. And... They had put a couple of good at-bats together. There was that call that could have gone either way with Michael A. Taylor getting hit by the pitch or if it hit the bat first that started the whole thing. But, you know, it was still a gutsy, gritty win, and a 20-year-old kid comes out of nowhere and gets the big something. hit. Let me ask you about And that, Soto I feel hit. really bad about that right fielder. Let me, for that yeah, right me fielder. Too. Let me ask you about the Soto hit, though. You know, it's easy to... Come on. Tell me that's cup. Touchdown cup. Let's go. Rejuvenated. They have to go for two here. Tie the game. I need the Chappelle. Back in the game, baby. I need that on the board. All right. Uh, my thing with the Soto hit. All right. It's easy to say, oh yeah, no, he got a great hit, clutch, and he, you know, he put he put them ahead. He won them the game. But what, you know, he rounded second and got tagged out, and that's how the ending ended. Do you consider that a little foolish? That he he tried to go for three. Or maybe he was just so caught up, he didn't give a fuck. He knew the, round, the runs came in, and he's just like, fuck it. You know, that's a situation where you're trying to read the outfielder, and if you if the throw is going home without a cut, you take the base, but they ended up cutting the ball off dude, and got him in no out. man's land. He was out. He was in no man's land. Yeah, dude, he was so out. He wasn't even close. He wasn't even halfway down the line. You know, it well, goes, so my thing it goes that, unnoticed because of the fact of the hit itself. Right, but what I'm saying is that, yeah, it goes unnoticed. It's easier to say that now because they won. But what if Milwaukee was able to rally and score two runs? You know? They could have kept that rally going. Could have 
kept riding the wave of momentum, had Soto on second, and kept going, kept putting more runs on. And then famous words of John Sterling. That's baseball, Susan. That's, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of it. You're right. Baseball, you never know. What if the Brewers come back and score two runs and win the game 5-4, and then you look back on that play and say, hey, you should have stayed at second base. But, you know, the the play started, that, that base hit was going to tie the game at least. Uh, with two outs, ball in play, runners are running. You know, they're going to tie the game. So, as an outfielder, what the outfielder, that ball looked like it took a weird hop on him because just the way the outfielder reacted to it. But you got to keep that ball in front of you. Yeah. You got to keep that ball in front of you. Terrible. You know, that's terrible. It's terrible. But you know what? It's, it, it comes down to the fact that, you know, he made that mistake and he gets to live without the consequence. And that's it. But you know what? I, and I said this before the game even happened, before the playoffs were even announced. The Dodgers do not want to play the Nationals. They do not. And I think that the Dodgers have a series on their hand right now. You have Patrick Corbin pitching game one. Strasburg will be back for game two. You got Scherzer game three at home. Against, Scherzer is a gamer. Against Kershaw, who is not... Um, the dominant pitcher that he is in the postseason as he's in the regular season. You have Ryu, who you don't know what he's going to give you in the playoffs. Yeah, you don't know. Even though he's a, he had a great year. And, Bu- and Walker Bueller, too. So, if you take Bueller, Ryu, and Kershaw... Walker Bueller sounds like a country singer, by the way. He does. So, let me ask you this, Jens. Bueller, Ryu, Kershaw, Corbin, Strasburg, and Scherzer. Isn't it who- Strasburg? Same thing, Strasburg, Strasburg, whatever. My point is, is who? What rotation would you rather have going into a five-game series? Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Offense is excluded. Just the pitching. I, all right, I'm going to be honest with you. Neither one makes me say, "Holy shit, lockdown, fucking cancel this, cancel the series now." In the words of Matt, cancel the series. This team's got it. Scherzer, great pitcher, probably one of the best. I'd say all-time gamers shows up for big games. Agree? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was in the middle of a drink. That's fine. Corbin. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. How's he going to handle the, the the big spot? Strasburg, too. Don't know. Right? Both guys have the potential. It's there. If they can produce what we expect, that arguably... I don't want to say better than the Astros because I don't know if there's really a three better than them, but that's pretty damn good. All right? You look at L.A., Kershaw, right? He's going to go down as one of the best pitchers of all time. Best regular season pitchers. Thank you. Unless he can turn around this year, unless this is the year where he breaks that streak, he's a regular season beast. Postseason, this is kryptonite. All right? Ryu, we don't know. Don't know. Dude, he can shit the fucking bed. And uh, who else? Walker Bueller? Walker Bueller. Young. Yeah, man. I mean, don't know. You don't know. I think this is a five-game series. <sighs> All right. I mean, the offense, though, is what's going to really... Well, you know you know what's going to be the pre- the predictor so of this? Is, is Kersh- Kershaw's game one? Uh, I haven't seen the, the announcement, oh, Jeff, wait, for that it series. It might be Ryu. I feel like it's Ryu. 
Uh, I think they're playing tonight. They are playing tonight. I think they're playing right now. They are playing right now. By the way, Cardinals won 7-6 against the Braves. So, Cardinals, I, man, they're always... The you Cardinals know what it is? always fucking in it. So, these this series show, pr- showcases the best two offenses in the National League. Washington Wh- and... Uh, Washington and the and Dodgers. LA, yeah. So, the offenses, I think, canceled themselves out. I think they're different offenses, though. They are, but right? they cancel themselves out. You know, you but got... do they? You got the... When, when who's you, the best Dodger hitter in the lineup? Bellinger? Bellinger. You got Desmond for Washington. Listen. And Desmond's an MVP listen, candidate. Listen, listen, listen. Candidate, not when, gonna win. When it. we're talking playoffs, you gotta shrink everything down to a fucking very small size because you can game plan game by game. You when it, when it's when it's when, uh, when your pre- back's against the wall, it's a game five. You throw starters into the fucking game out of the bullpen just to do whatever. Okay. With that being said, if you know, okay, we're playing in L.A. and uh, it's a hitter's park, big home runs, you know. LA's gonna fucking blow them out of the water, but now you go to the Nationals, different story. You know, I I don't know if it's a home run park. Not sure. Where? Washington. It's a it's it's a it gives up its home its fair share, but that's also you know there's another story we'll get into about the balls later. So my whole thing is this: I I agree the offenses cancel each other out. However, LA's ability to produce home runs. More than the, the Nationals could play into effect. I'll tell you what the the dark horse of this whole series is. Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Is it a player? No. Oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. I have no idea. Bullpen play. Bullpen. The bullpen. Yeah, the Washington Washington has a t- this bullpen is terrible. Terrible. They set up last game. They did. I mean, but that real did they really though? They they put they pitched Strasburg right uh, after the, the guys that came in. Did, it was Strasburg and one other guy. That was it. That one guy. Hudson. That one guy. And they had Doolittle warming up. Doolittle is your closer. He's terrible, right? And Canley Jansen. He does little. But, uh, boom, I wish we need that on the soundboard, too. <laughs> yeah, we do. But um, the... one nothing already. It's the bottom of the fourth already. Yeah, what the fuck? So, my thing is this. Is that the back two guys at the Dodger bullpen are better than the back two guys in the Washington bullpen. That's Kelly and Jansen... Against okay. Hudson and Doolittle. That's fair. But and I think that's where it's gonna come into play. You're gonna get a lot of one like this right now. In the fourth inning, it's one nothing. Corbin's thrown sixty two pitches right now in the fourth inning with nobody out. So he's gonna get out of this. He's if he has a, a twenty pitch inning, he'll have eighty pitches after four. So you're not gonna see him after the fifth inning. So if that's the case, now the bullpens are gonna decide this series. Whose bullpen outpitches the other is they're gonna be the winner of the series. You I know, agree. I don't think, you know, all if even if Washington loses game one, they're trying to walk get out of L.A. with a with a split. They're trying to go home with a chance to win the series. That's games three and four. So covering the the National League and co- talking about the wild card and stuff like that, I I think that with the Dodgers and the Nationals here, that this was this is a this is a situation where the if the Dodgers can get through this series. They're gonna get. They're gonna make it back to the World Series because I don't think so. I don't think you don't think either team from the other well, side. Well, well, let's it. let's talk about that series now. So the other side of the series, the two three matchup right now is Braves Cardinals. The Cardinals took the first game, so the road team is gonna at least walk away with a split. Um, going back to St. Louis, um, 
but it's the same deal with with the Braves and the Cardinals. Is that the Cardinals? The Cardinals are a veteran saddle team. You got Molina. They, you got they Wainwright. Know, they just know how to get it done. They know Doug how to Schmidt get it done. Now. Veteran, not a playoff veteran, but a veteran. And I think the Braves are a team that's going to be in the playoffs for a long time. Yeah, you know, oh for sure. When, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the '90s all over again. So and I, and I mean, Yankees, Braves. Yeah, and Yankees. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, in my bracket that I did. Is that Puig at first? No, that's Howie Kendrick. Oh my God! Why did I think that was Puig? Puig is on the Indians. He's he's home. That was retarded. But um. Bum, 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 <laughs> so, the thing is, is that the Bro, he looks like Puig though. Yeah. The thing is with the Braves is that yeah Dallas Keuchel started game one tonight. Yeah, you know they don't have that bona fide eights. No, they don't. And that's where they're lacking. Yep. Um, the Cardinals, on the other hand, they have decent starting pitching, not great, but decent. And with all things considered, you know that's going to be a good. That's going to be a fun series too. Um, I don't see any of these series in the National League being sweeps. Uh, I see them getting to at least the fourth game. But, you know, if I if I'm making a prediction, I'm taking I'm taking Atlanta. I'm gonna take Atlanta in five. And on the other side of it, you know, there's really not the the thing is is that the 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 Brave Cardinal series, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good series, but it's so malign. It's so um you know, like, there's no, like, sizzle with it. It's just like, okay, the Braves and Cardinals are playing. You know what I mean? Like, the series doesn't really carry that it factor that Washington and the Dodgers do. The St. Louis Cardinals are the San Antonio Spurs of baseball. Yeah. They're in them all. They get the job done. They're in it every year. Not exciting, Mm-mm. but they get the job done. So. Right. I agree with you. Um, Braves? I'll, I'll take Atlanta out of that series. And what do you got in this Dodger Washington series? I'm gonna go LA. And how many games? I think it can go to distance. Five? Yeah. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a wrinkle in here. Here we go. I'm gonna say a wrinkle wa- in time. I'm gonna say even though here's the thing. Oof, bad call. Part of me Woo-hoo-hoo! that was a strike. My ass. That thing was that fucking was, by his uh, neck. That was a strike. If you look at K zone, it was a strike. K zone. Let's see the K zone. Uh, borderline, uh, borderline. Could have gone either way. Too close to take with two strikes. Got fell out. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. You got to swing at that. Mm-hmm. But you, it was it wasn't up that, by his neck. You learned that in little league. It was by his titties. Swing anything close. Titties to the hollow of the knee. That's the strike zone. Anyway, um, Bueller's going tonight. I'm gonna say Washington and four. Washington and four. Washington right. and four. I think they split in L.A. And they sweep it home. All right. And that would be an upset. Yeah, for sure. That's the upset. Uh, uh, <laughs> top seed. In the... Okay. We're now, good. We're good. Let's switch over to the American League because I don't want to say this just yet. Okay. American League. American League. Last night we had Tampa Bay uh, beating Oakland like we mentioned. Snooze Fest because Tampa Bay was just mashing home runs, solo shots. Um, There's also another fun fact about this series. Which one? This one we're talking about, Houston and, and the race. Puma's got a big smile on his face. He must really be excited to share this. We uh, have Tropicana Orange Juice against Minute Maid shit. Orange Juice. Holy shit. 
Wow. I, I, I'm... Tropicana Field against Minute Maid Park. And you know who posted that? Garrett Cole said that. How funny is that? Okay, here we got a sound coming. We got Battle of the Orange Juice. <laughs> Minute Maid versus Tropicana. In my opinion... I'm a Tropicana fan. Yeah, Minute, Minute Maid's fake shit. <laughs> Minute Maid is like uh, Sunny D. Remember Sunny D? Yeah, Sunny D was good. It wasn't orange juice. But it wasn't orange juice. It was. It's home. like calling you fucking ya- uh, YooHoo chocolate milk. I love YooHoo though. YooHoo's great, not chocolate milk. Now let me ask you this: YooHoo in the glass bottle or the can? Glass bottle. Oh, can all the way. Can. I love the can. Who the fuck drinks that shit out of a can? I do. That's ugh. when they have it, but I do get it out of How the glass. About the box. Oh, well, the box is nothing beats the box. Nothing beats the box. Nothing beats the box. Now, what box are you talking? We're talking. We're talking about the juice box. Oh, okay. Um, but, but yeah. So, battle of the orange juices. Wow. Um, amazing. Tampa Bay Rays against the Houston Astros. <sighs> it's gonna be a sweep. Yeah, no doubt. I think Houston I, gonna fucking. Well, no, actually, you know no, what? No, stop it. No, no, no. I'll give you a reason why it might not be, and Tampa Bay might steal a game. Is Glenn, Tyler Glenn's now is an ace in the making. Can he go into Houston and, and steal a game? He's starting game one. And the Rays are one of the most analytical teams, if the most analytical team in baseball. They're going to try some stupid shit you've never seen before. Yeah, but... I could see... I could see... That's, that's saying, I'm not you know, saying Tampa Bay's going to win the series. It's not. Houston's going to win the series. Right, saying that, you know, could they steal a game because of analytics? Um, I'm going to say Houston in four. It, it, if you were going against any other team besides Houston, Yankees, Minnesota, I'd say, yeah, no problem. But these are juggernaut teams. I mean, Houston, the juggernaut of juggernauts. You ain't pulling some fast shit on them. It might work for like an inning, but at the end of the day, their lineup is just going to fucking mash them. I think boom, the more interesting matchup is Morton against his former team. You're not going to see Morton until game three, though. I don't care. You're going to see him. So that might be a 2-0 series or a 1-1 series. Either so, way, I think that could be a game they steal. Well, like I said. But I think it's a sweep. I think it's clean sweep. I think I'm going to say I'm going to say 4. I'm going to I think Tampa Bay wins 1. Okay, so you got Houston 4. Houston 4. I got Houston clean sweep. Lock that shit in. So I'm not going back in there. So <laughs> Let's talk about the other We got to get this. We got to get the soundboard up and running. So, now the series we all want to talk about the two three series. We're not being homers. We're not being. Hey, let's, we let's, covered it less. No, I'm just saying. Let's give the same time now. Well, we gave it a lot of time to that Dodger series. Well, let's give the same time here. All right, fine. Keep it short. So, Yankees Twins. Yep. Um, going back to what Chen's asked me a couple of weeks ago, would you rather be the two seed or the one seed? The Yankees ended up being the two seed. Um, they ended up resting guys in the latter half of the season, uh, especially the last five games where they gave away the best record. So now if the Dodgers and if the Dodgers go to the World Series and the Yankees get to the World Series, they don't have home field advantage now. And if in the championship series they don't have home field advantage if Houston when Houston wins. So now the thing about the Yankees is this. The biggest strength on the Yankees is the bullpen. They have the best bullpen. They have a better bullpen than Houston. Yep. They have that's their strength. And I think we covered, we actually broke that series down like six months ago. Yep, we did. We're not doing it again. We're not. But what I remember, this was that. said it, it's going to come down to the bullpens. The offenses, can't, the offenses cancel each other out. 
The starting pitching now, Houston has an edge. They do. But they do. But Granky Thank you. doesn't scare me. Right. And I said this when they made the trade and everybody was like, oh, Granky this, Granky that. Granky, they're gonna shelter Granky. No, 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 no. Oh fuck. They're gonna shelter Granky. Right. He's not gonna pitch outside of Minute May Park. He's gonna pitch at home. I don't see him pitching a game three or four in Yankee Stadium. Even though he went into Yankee Stadium this year as a diamondback and shut them down. But the playoffs is a different animal. Yep. And you better believe that tomorrow night at 7.07 in the Bronx that that stadium is going to be rocking. 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 And I've been saving my voice all week for Friday and Saturday because I'm going to both games. Puma's got season tickets and he bought um, home. He bought tickets for every game of the playoffs, home game. We have four seats. So it's going to be a lot of me, my dad, and my two brothers are going to be going to the games. I think that, honestly, this is what I'm thinking with this series where it goes. I think the Yankees win in four. Um, you got Barrios going game one against Paxton, um, which I'm kind of surprised about. I know Paxton has been our best pitcher, but I thought they would go Tanaka game one. Me too. Severino game two and Paxton game three, with Severino being the game where you empty out the bullpen. Because Paxton will give you six innings, hmm. uh, Tanaka will give you six innings too, though. Damn. But the way that it's can go seven. But the way He's that on, you can go the way seven. that they the way it's from what I see, they're not doing that. They're going, they're trying to go, they're trying to win both games in New York. They're going Paxton game one, Tanaka game two, with Severino game three. Now here's oh, fuck me. Here's the playing against Gurley. Here's the the question about this series. Is these everybody's saying this is not your dad's twins? This twins team is built on power. Yep. This twins team can hit. Yep. They're not a light hitting team that banks on their pitching. Yep. Now, the thing is though, is that yeah, this might not be your father's twins, but this Yankee offense is the be- one of the best offenses in the game. Yeah, and they were pretty even with home runs the entire year. They almost fucking. They almost Minnesota, Minnesota was out to a crazy lead in home runs all year. Yankees almost fucking caught up with them, despite Judge. I don't even think Judge got thirty this year, right? Sanch, dude. What about Stanton? Brett Gardner hit twenty. Hit more home runs than Aaron Judge. Well, that's also injuries, though. But that's what I'm saying, and this is proving your point. Everybody is hitting home runs in the Yankees, and that I've said this before. There's something special happening this year that only happens. When they win World Series. The Yankees. Yep. That that next man up shit, right? You cannot overlook that. I don't give a fuck about numbers. When it comes down to it, they've needed guys to step up. They fucking stepped up. You know, the thing about the Yankees this year is that, like you said, next man up, you had guys like Mike Ford coming out of nowhere, uh, Tyro Estrada, Gio Urshela, man, like you Urshela, know, Cameron Mabin. All right, Mike Talkman, Talkman, dude, Talkman. It was like, remember Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity. I was Talkman for the bro. It was it was Talkman Central in the Bronx, and fucking what else? Who else? Uh, you said Mike Ford. You know, the point of the matter is this: 
is that you have these guys coming up here prepared to play, ready to contribute, and they're contributing. And the question is, is when they release those rosters tomorrow morning, who's gonna be who are they gonna who's gonna be on that bench? How many pitchers are they gonna carry? Are they gonna carry twelve pitchers or thirteen pitchers? Well CC's not on the roster. CC is not on the roster. So that makes me believe they're going with twelve pitchers. And that leaves your bench. And we were I was actually doing this today with a coworker. We were trying to figure out who's gonna be on the bench. Romine's gonna be on your bench. Of course. He Obviously. he has to be. So that takes up a spot there. So you have Ford or Voigt. Well, who's who's starting? So quickly, quickly going around the diamond. Yeah. Quickly going around the diamond. You're gonna have Sanchez behind the plate. Yep. LeMayu at first base. Torres at second base. Urshela at third. Um Didi's at short. Stanton's in left. Gardner's in center. Judges in right. And Encarnacion's your DH. Okay. That's what I that's what I want to see. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that's amazing. so. That's an amazing lineup. <laughs> so you put <laughs> like where the fuck is the weakness? Where's so, the easy guy? So what you do here is oh shit, eh, he's fine. So what you want to flesh wound? <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Um, so now with the bench, you have Romine. Romine. Now you have to make a decision. Do you want the left-handed bat of Mike Ford? No, you go. Or do you want the right-handed bat of Voit? Go Voit, man. Now. I say you go Voight, yeah, and course. here's why. The bullpen for the Twins are very left-handed. So you're not going to... If they weren't, would you still go Voight? No. You you would put Mike Ford, really? Luke Voight is like one for his last 35. He hasn't looked... Voight hasn't been the same since that hernia, sir, hernia thing that he had, or that st- abdominal injury that he had. Wow. I think he's got something going on. I think... Once the season is over, you're going to see him go have surgery. Okay. Um, I would take Ford. Okay. But in but this series, left, in this left hand, left hand heavy bullpen, we go Voight. Okay. All right. Second so that, base. So um, other ba- other bench players. Who so you, you have Cameron Mavens, your your fourth outfielder, and Tyler Wade fills it out. Tyler Wade, and here's why. He can play infield. He could play everywhere, and he's and he could be a pinch runner. That's a good point. So, late in games, if it's a if you're down a runner, a tie. Four guys on the bench. Thirteen altogether. That's ten guys with the DH. Wow. So. Oh wait, so only three guys on the bench. Four. Well, yeah, three, three. Uh. Eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Ten guys in your lineup because of the DH. Right. So you got ten guys in play. And you need thirteen. Roma, Romine, Mabin. It's no, it's four. Romine, oh, okay, okay. Mabin, um, because it's nine guys because the pitcher doesn't play. Right. Doesn't bet. Yes. So Romine, Mabin, Voit, and Wade. Yeah, but you said there's ten. How many people do you need to have on the fucking roster? They're twenty-five. So thirteen position players, twelve pitchers. Okay. So I just named nine. The starting nine. With Encar. Okay. Without the pitcher. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 eight guys, really. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So nine guys plus the four is 13. So Romine, Voigt, Tyler Wade, and Mabin. Mm-hmm. I like that. That means no Frazier. That's fine. No Estrada. That's, I'll take that. Um, But you know what? You got to keep the arms. You got to use those arms. You know, you know what? Though, now on the pitching side of it, who's in the bullpen? Other than the main guys. 
You have Sessa, Tarpley, Garen, Loisica. You know, who who made it over CC? Now, they're saying CC didn't make it because of a, a shoulder problem. So, he's hurt. It's not that they wanted to keep him off. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that he's not done for the playoffs. He's done for this round. Right. They can add him to the, the roster in the championship series. Exactly, yep. And they can add him to the roster in the World Series. And, you know, if you don't want to put, you don't want to give a roster spot to a guy that's not 100% in a short series. Of course not. Especially with the way the Yankees are going to use their bullpen. So, <clears throat> you know, you're going to have Chad Green, you're going to have Jay Happ out there. You know, you're going to have your regular guys, you're going to have Adovino, Britton, Chapman, you know, Canely, those guys. But you're not going to waste a spot for CC. And I understand what CC means to this organization. I understand what he what's going on It's his last year. And the only way they're not going to play him is if he something is up and something is up. Because they were talking about using him out of the bullpen for the last couple of weeks. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But my prediction is Yankees in four. Chance? Yankees in four, huh? Mm-hmm. I think they take two games. I think they take these games Friday, Saturday. They lose game three. They win it. Game I'll, three, I'll, four. I will. Uh, I will call on that. Yankees in four. I like that. So, so that sets up a Yankee Astro rematch, and yeah. that sets up. Well, we had two different winners. So a brave, a brave. Braves in for sure. Braves in for sure, and then Braves versus either Dodgers or Nets. So, so here's what I wanted to say before. I don't know if people have been talking about this. But everyone knows how great the Yankees have been this year. But they're still overlooking the fact that they're not the number one seed in the American League. Mm-hmm. Even if they were, let's say the Astros and Yankees were flipped. This goes for basically for any American League team. The Yankees have the potential to only play 100 win teams all the way through the World Series. They have the tougher road. But Astros... Okay, the Astros, they don't have it this round, right? But the Twins would have to beat the Yankees, then beat the Astros, then maybe beat the Dodgers. Same thing. I don't know why people aren't talking about that. That's not that's not easy. All you right? know, you're going against very very good teams. You know, the the in my opinion, the American League is stronger than the National League. No doubt. But here's the thing. The thing is, is that. I think I think the World Series winner comes out of the American League this year. I think so. I think so. I think that I think with all things considered, you know, this is not the route I wanted the Yankees to take. I wanted them to get the one seed, regardless of who won the wild card game. Um, you know, I wanted home field throughout. I was I wasn't concerned about home field in the World Series. I wanted home field in the championship series. Yep. Because I'll say it again. That Series was flipped two years ago. The Yankees, Yankees are in the World Series, not the Astros. Um, but it's everybody says you know people really don't talk about home field advantage in baseball and how important it is. You hear how home field advantage, home field advantage in football is important. How that makes a difference, especially when it comes to the elements and the weather. Um, you know home ice and hockey, you know, 
is not as important, but it is important, you know, depending on the building. You know, Game 7 in Madison Square Garden is like no other. I've experienced it myself. But, you know, nobody talks about the importance of home field advantage. And if you look at that run two years ago, the Yankees went on. That everybody said they were ahead of schedule with that. It came out of nowhere. And the reason why, they had no expectations in that year. They got in and that was it. But they were undefeated at home that year. The wild card game they won. They won all their home games in the division series, the two that they played, games three and four, um, with Greg Bird hitting that home run in game three to win one nothing against against the Indians. Um, and they won games uh, three, four, and five in the championship series. You know, home field advantage in baseball is important because every field is different. Every dimension is different. You know, the way the stands are are different. You know, Yankee Stadium is more pushed, is more on top. The upper deck, you're on top of of everybody. You know, even you could look down and see the whole bottom row of the field level seats, but you're still on top of the field. You know, like the trop, if they can if they can get people in the seats in the building for those games, the trop is an enclosed environment. Mm-hmm. You know, Houston it depends. Houston's got a retractable dome. Yep. But trop the trop can, can has the potential to be a loud stadium, especially with the cowbell going, the horn that they have go, you know, I mean, it's not an easy place to play. Place when you got those catwalks involved. Like, home field advantage is important. And those extra games you play at home can mean a series for you. You know, like, sometimes you hear guys saying, like, press conferences after the games, oh, we're going home for six and seven, so, you know, we're okay. You know, we're going home for game, you know, we'll be home for three, four, and five. We're okay. We can come, we can go back to wherever we're going up three, two. Like, Players like playing at home. And Yankee Stadium, even though it's not the old stadium, the old stadium was a cut above the rest. And this new stadium is not, as loud as it's going to be, it is not the old stadium. It's not the same feel. It's not the same uh, aura that it has. Mm. You know, and I'm not knocking the fans. I'm not. The Yankee fans will show up tomorrow. There will be Yankee fans tailgating at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. There are Yankee fans that are taking off of work to go to this game tomorrow to get there early. Billy's is going to be a madhouse, and I'm not even going hmm. to Billy's. But I mean, I don't blame you. It's going to be a madhouse, and I've been to my fair share of Yankee games at the new stadium. I've been there when they've won. I've been there when they've lost. I've been there for classic games. Been there for dud games. I was at the game last year when they lost to the Red Sox uh, in Game Three, Game Four. When they when they got knocked out, and it was a funeral, but that stadium was rocking even though they were down two one. But home field advantage. What do you think, Chances? Do you think home field is is overlooked a little bit in baseball, even though it shouldn't be? No way, overlooked. Nah, not at all. Do you think that? I think if anything, do you feel comfortable going to Houston six and seven? No, no way. I will say this, though. Out of all the sports, I think that basketball has the biggest, um, like, home court thing, mm-hmm. you know? Home court advantage. Uh, but baseball's pretty up there. Baseball is up there. And as a Yankee fan, I do not 
feel totally comfortable uh, going into Houston six and seven. Well, hopefully, maybe. And this is just pie in the sky. They split games one and two, and then they take care of business at home. They don't have to go back to Houston. Hmm. You know, it's it's important to be realistic about the whole situation. And it's really important to say that, listen, this is going to be an agonizing couple of weeks with this whole thing. There's going to be ups and downs. Even the 98 Yankees had up and downs in their playoff run. They were down They were down to Cleveland um, at one point, and El Duque saved their season. You know, the question is, is for the Yankees, who's going to be that hero that gets them over the hump? And it could be any of these guys. Like you said, it's the next man up. It could be a different guy every night. Mm-hmm. You know? But I feel more comfortable with this team going into the playoffs than I did last year. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And definitely, the one thing that I hope they do, and Judge, Stanton as well, is they don't get home run happy. Judge hasn't been that way, though, all season. He's been a great hitter. Uh, been more of a professional hitter. As they say, takes hits the ball off fields. Stan, Stanton, I really don't give a fuck about him. Well, Stanton's going to be important. He's going to be. We'll see. And you know, Lemayhu needs to be Lemayhu. Yeah, that's, and that's the key. If he, if this guy, all of a sudden shits the bed, they're fucked. Well, here's the the most important Did thing. He just run it into for a touchdown. No, oh, fuck. The most important thing about this whole situation is that they need to put the ball in play. That's why the Red Sox were so good last year. Yes. They played fundamental, fundamentally sound baseball, and they were able to hit and run, run the bases, score with two outs, not strike out a ton, and keep the pressure on. And that's what any, that's what it needs to be. You could throw the analytics out the fucking window. Yep. This is baseball. Now they're going to play real baseball. Susan. And here's the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to baseball. It's not about the Yankees. Right before the the wild card game on Tuesday, Major League Baseball came out and said they're going to put regular balls back into the old balls back into rotation. Now, all season we've been hearing these balls are juiced. And Major League Baseball has denied it and said these balls aren't juiced. What are these guys talking about? You know, all of a sudden these guys can just hit home runs at a record clip. My question is, is if the balls aren't juiced, then why are they talking yeah, about what putting are, all what balls? What are regular balls? What are regular balls? What are old balls? But my question is, is why are you going to change <laughs> the ball that you're balls? playing with? Like you're playing with the ball now, and you know you change the ball back to the old ball. That benefits the pitcher. It doesn't benefit the hitter. So you're going from we, you know, what's the famous saying? Chicks dig the long ball. Mm-hmm. You're going from long ball baseball to pitcher friendly baseball. You got to pick one. You can't... And I don't know if it's true, but it might not be. I mean, there was a ton of home runs hitting these two wild card games, so maybe they didn't change the balls out. But just to have something surface like that, I heard on the K show, uh, the Michael K show, but to have something like that come up proves that something's not right with the balls. So it needs to be figured out. Either the balls are juiced or they're not. If they're not juiced... Then you don't need to say they're going to put the old balls into rotation. Yeah, you just said that. Well, I feel like I got to repeat myself because I feel like it's it's asinine that something like that would come out. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so it, let's just be happy that 
postseason baseball is here. The weather, it's not 90 degrees anymore. It today, was yesterday. Today was a, a typical fall day, and it looks set to be that way uh, for the foreseeable future. It's going to be 48 degrees tomorrow night. I'm going to freeze my balls beautiful. off, but beautiful it's going to be beautiful. So, uh, so one few, few topics, but good stuff. Good stuff today. You know, I mean, you know, the, and also, too, not, not to kick it to the curb, but because it's opening night, but hockey getting started tonight was important. The Rangers... Looked like shit. Squeaking on a win. Looked like shit. Um, Come on, you take that. You take it. You give up up five, you score seven. Here's the thing. And as a Ranger fan, I was driving to Chen's house today, right before I got to the house. The Rangers scored a power play goal. Made it 3-2. Before I got to Chen's house, I was on your street. It was 3-3. 30 seconds. Not even. They lose a lead. The you know the 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 thing about the Rangers is this. I didn't. We didn't get to preview them, but they're. What? We well, I'm talking about now that their roster is set and okay. we know who they're going to have. You know, they sent one of their promising centers down to AHL in Filipino. They are young. You know, they got Kako up the middle. They sent Kratsov down to the AHL, so that you don't have Kratsov or or Filipino, but they'll come up. In the next couple of months, um, they're young defensively, very young, and you have two rookies in your in in your top six. You have a terrible Brandon Smith who shouldn't even be on the roster because of his cap hit. Uh, you have Truba, which I like. Truba had a big night tonight. He got yep. a couple of points. He had a goal, had an assist. Panarin scored, which was good. Um, you know, Zabanajad scored. Ka- Ka- you know, I want to look at the, the the box score and see what how much ice time Kako got and how he played and if he was on the ice for any of the goals that he gave up. But they got to be better defensively. And even last year, they would look really good. And you can't be. You're not going to have a good year and make the playoffs if you're going to have to win game six four. Hmm. And that's why I said they played like shit. They played good offensively. They scored five true goals. You know, the first the last goal was an, an empty netter, but. You can't give up four goals a night. And, you know, two of the goals, the fucking, there was not, not a blue shirt in front of the net clearing out the garbage. Like, no matter, even if Hank is 27 years old and he's not on the back nine of his career, he ain't stopping those pucks. So, you know, it's not Hank. The defense in front of him needs to be better. They got to get rid of the rebounds. They got to clear the front of the net. They have to be more responsible in their zone. And I think Quinn will rectify that as the season goes on. Yeah, I agree. But if this is a sign of things to come, it's going to be a very up and down year for them. And they're already on the cusp of making the playoffs. You know, they're not a contender. They're they're still building and they have a chance to make the playoffs. It really depends on how they play defensively in their own zone. That'll be their series. You know, the season. I heard a stat today in the pregame when I was listening to it. They lost 42 one-goal games last year, either in overtime or in regulation. Jesus. So they're there, but that just tells me they got to be better defensively and they got to be better in OT to flip those games to get those points to make the playoffs. So, you know, with hockey just starting, you know, it's really early, but based on what I saw in game one, the Rangers got to tighten up defensively. All, if you know if they could put up four or five goals a night, which is very rare, but if they could put up four or five goals tonight, you know they'll win a lot of games. But 
on the flip side of that, they got to be better defensively. And the other question I have is what's what is the workload for the goaltenders going to be? Is Shosturkin going to come up and get some starts as well? Are they going to rest Hank? Is Hank going to get 40, 45 games? You know, that's where he should be. Mm-hmm. You know, so that leaves, you know, 20, that leaves about 30 some 30 some odd games between Gorgiev and, and Shosturkin. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, happy with the offense, happy with the power play, got to tighten up defensively. Yep, and it's only game one. So. It, like I said, like I said, it's early, but no, no reason to panic. No reason, no so, reason. No, no, no. Nobody's panicking. No, I know. You know. But so with that being said, uh, no fan questions this week. No fan questions. We've decided to. Uh, we just didn't take them. We didn't put up a post. We didn't take them. Uh, good stuff. Great stuff. Good stuff. You know, I we think will- that we always struggle to sign off. Yeah, this is our weakness. This is the weakness. The sign-off needs to be a little stronger, especially when we're bringing in all those that music at the end. I know. You know. Maybe we just we just you just mute us out with, with music, and that's it. We don't even we don't even say off say <laughs> sign off. You know. But uh, so to sign off, uh, we will see you hopefully next week. Um, talking the usual sports. See ya. And this is why we suck at signing off. <laughs> You know, all right. So let me let me let me let me bring this bad boy in. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, a lot of good information here. Hopefully, you guys enjoy your playoffs. Hopefully, your teams are in. You know, this is the best time of year, and you know it's playoff baseball because City Field is empty and the Yankee Stadium is rocking. So it's a great time of year to be a Yankee fan. And speaking of Mets, oh no! Speaking of the Mets, oh. all I want to say is this: I, they fired Callaway. And they should have fired him six months ago. I don't give a fuck about the run they went on. But you know what? He cost you your se- your season. I don't give a fuck about the fact that they went on that run in the back of the year. He cost you games in the beginning of the year that made you miss the playoffs. You missed the playoffs by three fucking games. That's because of his managerial skills in the first couple of in the first half of the season. And maybe if you guys would have beaten Miami in the beginning of the year, you guys would be in the playoffs. But to each his own. And that's how you sign off a fucking show. So with that being said, I am Puma. On the other side of the laptop is my buddy Chenz. We will catch you on the flip side next week. Peace out. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York, New York I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep And find